let's get let's get the podcast rolling. This goes out to about uh, six or seven podcasts. So let's get the podcast rolling. Hey, to all you guys listening on the podcast, and uh, here we go. Hey, it's Monday night, you guys. Great to see you. Let's go to the chat. Let's get the chat going here. Uh, good to see you guys on a Monday night. I'm back. I'm doing better. Um, I've worked my way up to three laps around the track at the YMCA and without stopping. So um, I think I'm making progress. We're, th- what, three weeks out of surgery now? So uh, I think I'm doing pretty good. Let's do some shout-outs. Hey to KYGS Rider over here on Instagram. My Monday night buddy, Miss Joy Hall. And uh, Laura, thank you so much. It is great news. Hey to Jan Nixon, Amber Benty, my sweet neighbor over here. And her partner, Miss Angela Shields. Good to see you guys. I wish I looked fabulous like the the humidity today was just freaking unbelievable. I had this hair all curl for you guys and perfect, and I walked out of the house, and it just went. <laughs> hey, to Julie T, good to see you too. Um, so I thought, you know what? It's useless to try to redo it. So I just I was like, people are just gonna have to see me how they see me tonight, right? Um. I got some really good news. I've been, I've been, you know, working in the background in the back scenes, even though I've been, you know, out of commission, not able to do the show. And well, for a week, I wasn't able to do Fun Friday or anything else. But I was working in the background, getting some things lined up for you guys. So check this out. Um, and this is for July. I am trying to get some special guests scheduled for you guys. And these are going to be really good shows. So I want you to put them on your calendar. And when I put the promos up for these, I want you to share them because there's a lot of people that will really like this information. Special shout out to Melissa Begley and her sidekick, Miss Cleo. Uh, so happy to see you guys here tonight. But the I've got a guest hopefully lined up for July 26th. Her name is Deborah Wayne, and she is the founder and CEO of International Chronic Pain Institute. And so we're going to talk about the metaphysical aspects of life and pain and dealing with stuff. Uh, it's going to be really good. I want to hear from you guys. You can email me. Let me put up the email. Uh, because I also want you guys to email me for your dreams for August. So if you have a dream that you want to see interpreted anonymously, of course, all of these are presented anonymously. Um, go ahead and email me. It's kkaufman309 at gmail.com. Um, and just go ahead and email me those dreams. And what I like to do is I like to sit down and do an in-depth interpretation of the dream and then present it on the show. Hey to Angela D. McIntosh. 
and Brianna and Yasmin and Daniel. Good to see you guys tonight. So, um, so Deborah is going to come on the show for July 26th. And then on our August 2nd, um, we're going to have Scarlett Poretta. I hope I'm pronouncing that okay. And she is an intuitive medium and psychic, but she's also a paranormal investigator. And she's going to come on the show and we're going to talk about psychic protection. And, you know, some of the techniques that she's used um, to protect herself on investigations. And she's going to give her experiences um, with people who don't use psychic protection and some of the things that could happen. Hey to B. Ferreira over here on Instagram and John John. Good to see you guys tonight. Great to be back. It is great to be back. Now, this will probably be kind of a short show. But, um, you know, I am really looking forward to having these guests on the show. We're also in mid to late August going to have Sister Jessica. You may remember Sister, Sister Jessica from the show on the dangers of dabbling. Well, I want to have Sister Jessica come back on the show and we're going to talk about how evil works in the world today. You know, how does it affect you? How does it work against you? What things to watch out for? Thank you, guys. Always good to see you guys on here tonight. So, these are things that are coming up. I'm really excited about it. Uh, hey to Jill Jones, too. So, uh, anyway, let's get on to our interpretations for July because a couple of these people have been waiting what almost a month for me to do this but you know life and sickness and surgeries kind of interrupt things now the first dream that i'm going to go over there are two possibilities on the interpretation and there it, this is like so interesting you're just really going to flip out when you hear it okay so i'm going to read you the email of the dream and then we're going to go into the two possibilities that this could be and i would like input from you guys on what you think um fits the best interpretation for this okay so this person emails me and she is um this person is a past client and they also see another healthcare practitioner in town and she's saying that uh, in her dream I was in her dream and this other healthcare practitioner was in the dream with her and we were at a house having a seance so it was me her and the other healthcare practitioner at some point in the discussion of having the seance um, we all began talking about Native Americans. And when she looked down, the word water was carved into her right arm. Then in the dream, she says that I said, they belong in water. She sees the word water carved into her arm. And then in the dream, I said to her, they belong in water. Then she looks down again, and the word water 
transform into, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Watsika or Watsika. And that was carved into her right arm where the word water had been. Okay, then she said the name Watsika out, out loud in her dream and then woke up. And then she Googled the word because she didn't know what it meant and had never heard it before. And it turns out that it was a Native American woman who lived in the 1800s. Now, this particular Native American woman, uh, the, the town, Watsika, Illinois, was named after this particular woman. But it doesn't say why. Now, in the stuff that I looked up, I tried to find out what did she do or what was it about her that they that they um, named it after her. But I never can find anything. I find out who she married, how many children she had, and all these kinds of things. But it really doesn't give me anything about the specifics of why they named the town after her. So... <laughs> So uh, I found out as much as I could about uh, Watsika because there is another uh, thing that happened in Watsika that's called the Watsika Wonder. And, okay, so I'm going to read you about the Watsika Wonder, and then we'll go back to find out. I, I've got a few things that I've written down about this woman who was named, what her last name was Watsika. But... Here is the information on the Watsika Wonder. So the name is given to an alleged spiritual possession of 14-year-old Laurency Venom. And she lived in Watsika, Illinois in the late 19th century. In 1878, a physician and spiritualist, E. Winchester Stevens, exam examined Laurency uh, and kind of published the account of this specific um, possession in a journal in 1887. And there was a book written also along with the journal in 1887 called The Watsika Wonder. And it was written by him in which he describes Laurency Venom as the most remarkable case of spirit return and manifestation ever recorded in their history up to that point. So according to Stevens, Laurency Venom's character would suddenly change from morose and sullen to mystical, imaginary trances in which she described joyous trips to heaven and visits with angels. According to Stevens, Laurency Venom often spoke in different voices and became several different people, including an old woman named Katrina Hogan, and a young man named Willie Canning. Stephen claims uh, that Laurency remembered the names of several people who had died and had possessed her body and later chose to be possessed by the soul of Asa Roth's daughter, Mary Roth. And I think that that was the most uh, written about case because there were things that Laurency could tell them about Mary Roth that no one else would have known and were very specific to Mary Roth. 
And so that was one of the most written about uh, situations was when she channeled Mary Roth. Uh, and so several people who knew Mary Roth and even Mary Roth's parents were convinced that Lernsey was possessed by Mary Roth's spirit. So if you want to know more about that and you want to read the book, the research, one of the researchers names is Richard Hogston, uh, H-O-D-G-S-O-N. And the book is The Principles of Psychology, copyright 1890. So, and it's very, very interesting. So now here's my interpretation on this very unique dream. And it's, it's very, uh, it's very complicated. Hello to Donna Marie. Good to see you. And to Deborah Hoskins. So happy to see you guys here joining us tonight for Dream Interpretation. If you haven't subscribed already to my YouTube channel, go ahead. I'd love for you to subscribe and hit the notifications bell so you can get notified of every Monday night and the videos that are put up. Okay, so here's my interpretation of that. Back to the dream where she has the word water carved into her right arm. Now, the arms represent um, function of the person, reaching out for what is possible, things within reach. It's an extension of yourself. Your arms are, and they help you do things. They, they help you form things in life. Um, so they're, they're really important in attaining what you want. So the arms are reaching out for things that are possible. Also, it's specific to the right arm, which to me kind of correlates to um, the right brain and your intuition and your psychical self, your empathic self. Those are all right brain type of things. So... We have this action of reaching out and this reference to the right side of the body, which to me correlates to this right brain. Now, the word water is carved into the arm. Water's the basis of life. It connects with its associations are very heavy with birth and rebirth or maybe even reincarnation. Um, it's something that is very basic, refreshing, um, cleansing for life. And so I feel like that there is a message there from her subconscious and emotions that, uh, there could be like maybe even a past life association that she may be a rebirth of either this woman who was called Watsika, or maybe one of the spirits that were involved with the Watsika wonder. Mm -hmm. So Amber says, does water tend to be about purification, change, renewal, and new life when it's not otherwise significant to a person? Yes, you are very correct, Amber. Um, so when you have dreams about water or maybe even water comes up in your meditation, you can look at those references of water being cleansing, purifying, uh, changing, renewing, you know, 
Um, so now let's talk about the lady who the town Watsika, Illinois was named after. These are the only things that were really significant to the dream that I could find out was that she was the daughter of a very great man. And when she was born, she was born under a very bright star. And so they named her daughter of the evening star. And she was extremely beautiful. In fact, she she was uh, a woman who uh, whose father was whose uncle was a chief, and her father was very famous. And she married several very prominent men in that era. And I, th I think maybe she had three or four husbands. Uh, and so, and so she did something to have the town named after her, but I can't really find out what that significant thing was that she did. And if anybody that's watching the show finds out, um, what she did or can find any documentation of that, please send that to me because I looked and looked and I could not find anything. But, okay, so now back to the dream. Now that we know who this, a little bit more about who the lady Wasika was. Um, so when she looks down at her arm, you know, she has the word water carved into it. And then when she looks down and again, the word Watsika is carved into her right arm where the water had been. Now, past lives are stored in the unconscious mind, which you have to access through either anesthesia or a hypnotherapy. Sometimes a deep meditative uh, state will get to some past life stuff. So the interpretation of this is, I feel like it's a reference to both. It's a reference to the original woman, Watsika, and a reference to the Watsika Wonder, where Lurency Venom uh, channeled all of these different entities. So it could be that this person is reincarnated of that Native American woman, but also maybe the channeler, Lurency Venom, or maybe she is a reincarnation of one of the people that Lurency Venom channeled. Hey to Rob Abbott. <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight. It's good to see all you guys on here uh, this evening. I'm glad that you tuned in, and it's, it's really good to be back. What do you think about the interpretation of this was a very difficult dream? And it's it's not really a dream. It's more like it's more prophetic. It's more like a visitation from, um, you know, spirit guides. Of course, I showed up in the dream. So and then the other healthcare practitioner shows up in the dream. So um I feel like this person could be a channeler if they choose to do that. Like this is a possibility that is being presented to them. Um, not only could she be the reincarnation of this Wasika woman, but I feel like I feel like she does have abilities uh, to do channeling. And this is a possibility that 
the mind is presenting her in the dream, or maybe one of her spirit guides is presenting in the dream. Now, this is the interest. Here's another interesting thing about this is when I speak in the dream, I'm saying they belong in water. And remember, water is the basis of life. It's birth. It's rebirth. It's refreshment. It's life. It's cleansing. And so I'm not really sure who they are. Other than remember that in the Watsika Wonder, Lernsey says that she enjoys joyous trips to heaven and visits with angels. Okay, now we got to get into <laughs> this is going to get deep. So now we get into uh, like astral projection and out of body experiences. And a lot of times when you do an OBE or astral projection, the landscape looks just like blue water. In fact, it does feel kind of thick, too, like you're walking through water. And so I'm wondering if when I say they belong in water, I wonder if that's referencing contact with angelic forms in the way of astral projection in that blue like water landscape. Hey to my special person, my favorite person in the whole wide world, Miss Martha Theobald. Good to see you tonight. Um, so let me know what you guys think about that. And if you feel like that that is, fits what is going on, this is a very complex dream, and it was really difficult to interpret because we have so many things going on, and we have, you know, two really different Watsika type of references. So Melissa says, life between life being advised by guardians, angels, perchance. Yes. I think it is her one of her spirit guides or guardian angels that is trying to guide her. And I feel I really feel more of a connection to Lernsey Venom than I do the original Watsika person, the, the Native American. However, you know, the beginning of her dream starts out where we're at a seance talking about Native American. So that's why I was like, it might be both. It might be both a reincarnation of the Watsika Native American woman and the fact and something about Lernsey Venom or the people she channeled. Because at the beginning of the dream, she references that we were talking about Native Americans, but we were having a seance. So that addresses both aspects of what we're looking at today. So Laura over here on Instagram says that there was a podcast incident with Mary Roth. Yes, and several paranormal shows about Lurcy Venom and Mary Roth. And Laura says, I think she needs to visit that town. I really agree with that. It's not that far away. So... When I email her at the end of the show with the show link, uh, I'm going to suggest that, Laura, that she go and um, visit that place. But this was such an interesting dream to interpret. 
So, Brianna, I, everything is good. I, I think I'm doing well. I'm up to three laps around the Y on the track, and I think I'm doing pretty good there. So, I still get tired, and I, I still have to rest frequently and not try to do too much, which is hard for me because I'm a workaholic. <laughs> but, um, anyway, I thought that this was a really good dream that we interpreted and i would like to know what you guys think about this case and what you think the interpretation is so amber says do you think you said they meaning you detect you detecting dreamwalkers or astro projections interfering in your mediumship session in the dream i think that when she says they uh and she's saying that i said they belong in water. I'm thinking, Amber, that the reference to that is that the angelic form in this other realm is associated with this blue landscape that often happens or you often experience with astral projection and OBEs. Uh, it feels like you're moving through water, and when you look astrally at stuff it's all really a dark blue like water not all the time not all astral projections or obes are like that some are just if you do an obe sometimes the landscape is just like walking outside it's no it feels and sees like normal but i think that etheric realms that you can travel to an astral projection those are all blue, and it feels like you're kind of moving through water. So, <laughs> thank you, Martha. Um, so, it really, so I think when I said they belong in water, I think I'm referencing for her the astral projection part of this, which you know, kind of goes with channeling, really, in a way. Okay, we've got two more dreams we want to interpret real quick before we run out of time. Now, the second one is a dream that one of my dear friends has, and she, her husband passed away in the last year, and this was like a dream visitation that she had. And so in the dream visitation, she's in a jewelry store, which uh, she said was often the case for her and her husband. Like he bought her frequently jewelry and things like that. And so that wasn't odd, but she only sees his arm and she can hear his voice. And it's very clear that it is his voice. And remember that uh, visitations are... Um, one of the only times that you will hear voices in your dream is if it's a visitation. And so she hears uh, his voice in the dream suggesting that she look at a piece of uh, jewelry with brown topaz in it. Now, I did look up and studied a little bit about the brown topaz. And it's a gemstone that brings out the owner's talent and ability. It um, has properties of releasing hidden energy, which is very significant for this person. And people believe it can remove the barriers that obstruct your energy. 
Um, and so it supports your energy and it really uncovers like hidden energy and brings out your talents and abilities. So now this person is an author. She's a writer. And so I feel like he is trying to help her expand her abilities by suggesting a gemstone that she might want to get and use to uh, release some maybe hidden energies that he's aware of that she might need to use at this particular time. And um, she may have had some small blocks or obstructions to releasing this energy. And he's really guiding her and trying to help her um, by suggesting this particular gemstone that she worked with. That was a really cool uh, dream to interpret, too. I really loved that one. And then the last one that we're going to go over tonight is uh, this lady that she sent this dream in. Now, again, if you want your dream to be interpreted officially on the show for August, um, go to that email there and send me your email. But, you know, if you're on Facebook, you can also email me or message me on Facebook. I will take the dream off of the Facebook Messenger and put it in the pile for dream interpretation. So Laura says this may also relate to her health issue. Yes, it very well could. You're right about that. Um, so good to see you, Kathy Dalton. I am feeling better. Thank you very much. It's good to see you on here tonight. So um, the next dream that we're going to go over, this is the last one because it's already 730. But anyway, so this person has a dream of a, of a man who's dressed as a butler and he has on a black jacket waist length in the front with long tails in the back and he has again we're looking at an arm reference he had his left arm stretched out straight from his body and had eyelashes lining the length of his laying the length of his arm now this is the left arm and what he does is he takes his right hand and pushes the eyelashes off. Now, the butler reference and is really kind of, um, it's references to prestige, but not. So it's kind of a false prestige. Um, the butler... Is, has associations with people who have prestige, but the butler themselves doesn't have prestige. They have a small amount of prestige because they're associated with the people that they're working for. So we have an association of high-class society, prestige, money, but it's laying, the eyelashes are laying on the left arm. Now, the left arm is more left brain, cognitive, scientific, logically minded. Remember the right arm that's reaching out and doing things is the more intuitive, emotional, subconscious. The eyelashes are indicative of some kind of allure or attractiveness. So it can be that maybe in the past this person felt like Money and prestige was an alluring type of thing. But then the right brain is coming in and saying, 
no, we don't believe that anymore. We don't connect with it. Uh, it may be rejection of some kind of manipulation by either someone who has money or someone who has prestige, or maybe it's a person who has false prestige. Because remember, this is not the person that the butler were. Um, this is the butler who works for the person who has money and not necessarily the money, the person who is the sustenance of money. So it'll be interesting to see what they say about this interpretation. But I feel like that things of that nature are no longer attractive to that person. And so their mind is rejecting it. And also, I feel like that they're rejecting any kind of manipulation that can come from that, too. So, see what you guys think of that interpretation. That one was uh, interesting, too, because it's the first time that I've seen any reference to, to eyelashes specifically. But the eyelashes are very uh, focused in this dream because the eyelashes are the length of the arm which is very unusual, but that means that the focus needs to go there. And so eyelashes are alluring, they're attractive, but it, they can also be manipulative and false. They can be false lashes. So it's very, very interesting. Uh, I just love dreams, and I, I hope that you guys, by tuning in and listening to me go through and dissect these dreams out, that uh, it helps you interpret your own dreams better. And don't be afraid to send your dreams in uh, because these are all done anonymously on the show. And I will announce for August the day that I'm going to do the open dream interpretation. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And um, uh, next Monday night, we're going to do some fun stuff. Be listening and watching the posts for my special guests that are coming up in uh, July 26th and on August the 2nd. And so until then, I hope you guys have a fabulous week. And this is from Kentucky, and it's good to see everybody again. And I'll catch you next Monday night. Oh, one last thing. Angela says, eyelashes also protect our eyes, which are the windows to our soul. Yeah, they are. You're right. I love that. I love you guys. We'll see you next Monday. Bye.